All right, welcome in. It is week 12 of the NFL. This is the Fezzik Focus Podcast. I am your host, A.J. Hoffman, joined as always by the only two-time, two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik, and two-time South Point contest winner I've recently learned so I don't want to leave that out although he is now barred from the South Point so maybe not even worth mentioning anymore that's they've taken your picture down off the wall I bet you know what it would be real interested interesting to see because Chris Andrews a guy I respect you know took his stance and I kind of took mine and didn't really try to talk to him about it if I just walked up and asked for a $500 bet on something will they call the cops would they take it I'm not sure. It'd be like 50-50. Like they think so? I, I'd be putting them in a precarious... Nah, it's probably unlikely that they would take it because they know they're not supposed to. But like if Chris was there, like right next... I think the do ticket all the, writer would look do at Do all Chris, the ticket writers know what you look like? They seem to know me there because I won the South Point contest You should grow there. a beard and then do whatever the hell you want. That would be interesting to go in there. That might actually upset would them. Would Jimmy take your bet? Well, Jimmy still comps me. Jimmy, so I'm I'm the only guy in the history of like advantage gambling to be barred and still being comped at the same at casino. the same time yeah. at the same casino. Yeah, well, Jimmy's the, everyone loves Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Those dollar fifty hot dogs. There. That third voice, oh, Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't get me the hot dog. Jimmy gets me whatever I want. That third voice is Scott Seidenberg, uh, host of Straight Out of Vegas AM. You can find that on your podcast player. Great podcast if you uh, if you're into those things. Five o'clock AM. Eastern time. Now you tweet this podcast, right? You, I do not tweet it. You were promised that I was. I, 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 I did. Was, I was. Pro, I was promised to. The I, reason why I didn't start it this week because I realized it was Thanksgiving week. I said I'll give him a clean week, which will be the start of next week. So I am like a complete dinosaur when it comes to computer stuff, and I'm convinced I'm not alone. So that I'm certain that as soon as AJ tweets it and I retweet it. That all of a sudden that the viewership is going to go up on SOVAM by twenty percent. He doesn't understand that, like. He thinks he has to go somewhere every day and find the podcast. It's, it's on his phone. And as soon as you it will auto-populate. Yeah. To your, uh, it, as soon as you press subscribe or follow, whatever app, if you have an iPhone, you use the Apple Podcast app, bam, it's there. You use Spotify, bam, it's there. I don't do any of this. I you just do you email. have an iPhone? Yeah, I do, like, check my email and my text. It's all, it's all I can okay. do. What if every morning if, when if you, you woke have... up, it popped up and said, straight out of Vegas AM is available. Do you want to listen? If you have an iPhone, wouldn't that be ideal? No, oh, it's two app. distractions. But I just want when I want to listen to it, I want to be able to find it in two seconds. Two seconds, right there. Okay. If you have an iPhone, you automatically have this app, this little purple app that says podcasts. You click on it. If you're already subscribed to Straight Out of Vegas AM, guess what? As soon as you open up that app, look what, set, look what find shows it, up. Set me up. It's right there. Sure, set, let's set, set him up. up right now. Set me up right now. You do it while, and we go, while we're doing the podcast. While we do this, we'll we'll start the pod the way we normally do with a fez tale. Fez, where are we going this week? We are doing a special Saving Seidenberg episode. (laughs) We are going to do – now, Scott has just gotten – Hold on, I'm leaving a review and a rating. He (laughs) he has. (laughs) And I expect a (laughs) five-star review. Um, um, uh, Let me just say I am confident that when I'm talking to AJ, that that AJ is taking my advice and and, and you're doing – like when we talk about playing blackjack or some advantage gaming and comping and stuff – that you kind of like do what I tell you to do. Even the stuff that I don't like, I used so I would uh, I would tease low totals in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like I would I would you know I felt like okay I can I, I don't tease ever, I'm not teasing mid range totals like 45s 48s, but extremely high and extremely low totals I felt okay using a te- particularly low ones using a teaser on. Mm-hmm. You were like stop doing that you can't do that. 
begrudgingly I've stopped doing it. But I still feel like I, I still feel the urge sometimes. But because you've, you're, you're, you're advising follow, you're me. You're following the guy. Like, yeah, you're, you better, you're me, better at this than you'd me. You'd be like, hey, there's a, there's a preseason total that's 32. Can I tease that to 26? You know, we can have a conversation. There's always okay. an exception to the rule. So I feel AJ. Broncos, Panthers this week. Can I tease? If, if, you were, if you had to tease a total, gun to your head. That would be the one to tease, okay. although you still can't. So <laughs> I feel, one in the last 10 years? Yeah. So, so whereas with Scott, I feel like sometimes he, he's, he's a very good listener, but I don't always feel he's, he agrees with everything I'm saying. So I was very pleased. I've been telling Scott, the evil casinos, anything you can do to get a comp out of them, absolutely, always ask. Always, even if you only play for eight minutes, ask. You never know. And I have never done that. And he's never done, which, which, and, and, which like violates my basic strategy, get free food, but but I am so happy because the Fezdale number one, saving Seidenberg, advantage player. Tell us about your first casino comp. So this past weekend, I was playing blackjack, and I was going up and down, up and down. I never made any headway. Uh, and then I got hit with four bad hands in a row, wound up you know, going bust. Uh, bottom line, I lost two doubles in a row. Mm-hmm. It happens. I'm not complaining about it. It's just the way the cards come out. What are you going to do? So before I left, I asked to speak to the pit boss. And the woman comes over, very attractive woman, by the way. And I said, Where is this property exactly? D- would you like me to say it? Yeah, or- yeah. Okay, this was at Green Valley Ranch. What was the shift? Uh, I know, right? <laughs> sa- Saturday evening, 10 o'clock. And by the drop bar there? Yes. Right behind the drop bar, between the VIP area and the, the 25 drop hour, bar. three to two tables. Yes. Okay. Good game. Good game. Yeah. Good recommend game. everyone play that. Double good deck, rules, good rules, good double penetration, after, double after split. They do yep. a nice job there. So I, I she came Green over. Valley, great so she came ball. over and I said, "Do you think I can get a comp?" And she's like, "Well, what, what, what do you what, what do you mean?" And I said, "I don't know, maybe like some free pizza rock or something." And she goes, "Yeah, I can do that for you." She walks away, goes to her computer, sees how many points I have. Clearly, I have a lot of points because I don't ask for humps. <laughs> she comes back and she goes, how much do you need? Is it just you? And I said, I don't need much. I said, $30 is more than enough. Wrong answer. <laughs> I said, Go ahead. I said, $30. I said, $30 is fine. That's like one. That's like a pie I can take home, you know, the nice Detroit pie. And she's like, $30, you got it. So she goes back, fills out the slip, comes back, gives me the slip, says, I got 48 hours to redeem it. $30 a pizza rock. There you go. And that, and, and then you know what I did? I didn't use it that night. Mm-hmm. The next day was Sunday. Watched a little football. Ordered myself up a nice pie. Went and picked it up. Used my thirty dollar comp. Free pie. Exactly. And you know that she was so quick to comp the thirty. You could have gone fifty. But what do I need? What do I get to use the fifty? Garlic I, knots. Little fez. Labatt blue. You know, drink? we talk about yeah, weight loss competitions all the time. Like, I didn't eat there. I took it home. So it's not like I, I can't get the drinks to go. Sure you can. Yeah, so I just walked in there and just said, give me you know, five beers to go. They got, oh, good, six meat, pack. They got good meatballs. You order any beer you want to go. I guess. I well, guess. This is in New York, buddy. So this is what I did. I got my free Detroit pie, and then what, I, what, I enjoyed Which it. one did you get? The DeVille? Just the red top. Just the okay. basic I, red top Detroit. I like that spicy one. Let DeVille. me ask you. I don't do spice. Did the oh, Don't do spice. Soft. Let me ask you. Did the pizza not taste better than it would have tasted if you would have had to pay for it? Because it always tastes way better. Everything for me. free always tastes better. Yes. And you know what? I felt good about myself because when I, I called up to order it, and a nice gentleman picks up the phone, 
And uh, I said, hey, he said, I said, I want to play some order for pickup. He says, sure, Greg, give me your information. He's like, what, what would you like to order? And I go, before I do that, I'm going to let you know that I'm going to be using a casino comp. I'm the I'm VIP. Is that all right? Yeah. And he goes, absolutely. Yep. And I said, thank you very much. And then I placed my order. So proud of Scott or not proud of Very Scott? Very proud. What could he have done different? Um, ask for more money. <laughs> ask for more money. But then it would have taken more points away from my account. I still no, have... no, it doesn't because, uh... because you're playing table games. So you don't actually have points. All you do is you have guidelines with what your play is. And well, a lot of my points sizes. come from the sports book too. Yes, but 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 I'm saying like you don't want you you want them to be writing you account for your blackjack play. You don't want if if they deducted your points, that's a disaster because you don't want to use your sports book points. That's a total different bank. You want to be explicit. I want to use wanna, my blackjack points or whatever. Yes, yeah. you yeah. want to say is it? Hey, can you count me based upon my table game play? Because obviously, yeah, sure. I just, lost three hundred dollars. They should absolutely just, give me thirty to three, thirty dollars is nothing. Well, but but the problem is like that. Even if you're three, whether you win or lose three hundred, they are going to. Say well, your your theoretical is only to lose two dollars and forty eight cents. But the thing is, is once you start losing five hundred, like any pit boss worth their heart, you know, it's maybe not attractive ones. will say we'll be able to give you like a five to ten percent of that amount just as a um, uh, as a favor to you, and it doesn't count. You want to get the comp that does not count against your points. You never want to use the points. Like I'm even the Caesars. Like if I play blackjack, I try to always ask for a comp. And they say, and and they, they might the, the the evil pit boss might say, well, you can just use your points, but the the happy pit boss would just give me write me a discretionary one that doesn't impact anything. And this is a guy who's got like a million points at Caesars, so he, he really doesn't care about the points. But it's like, still, well, you need a million points because I want to watch Potted Potter, which is like a not not a very good show. And it was like over $100 per ticket for the three of us. But you know what? Because it was, I could use my points for that because I didn't use them up for other things. There you go. Having Caesars pies. Then I was able to watch Potted Potter. You know what? It was the guys tried hard, and it was overpriced, and they didn't have very many props. But you know, it was free. It was fine. Okay. Well, listen. You're very proud of me now, and I appreciate that. But now I'm going to get you upset at me. Oh no. And, and this is I'm being honest. I could I could not share this with you and just take my praise that you have given me and walk away with my head held you did high. So good getting that comp. But when they switched dealers, I gave her five dollars. It's fine. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you like the deal? Or you tip the deal or five dollars? Okay. It's not. Got like nervous you, there. I thought I was gonna get yelled at. It's not tipping. like you bet a hundred for you and a hundred for the dealer. No, you know? no, no. Like, the, the sh- her shift ended. Yeah. I, I tossed the red chip there. I said thank you very much for the conversation, and that's it. You know, I okay. I am like the most. Thought I was gonna get yelled at for tipping. I am the most volatile tipper at so at Caesars. I I, I park in the South Valley, which is for the seven stars only. All right. And it's the greatest valet ever because it's right next to the gym, and, and there's no way. You zip right onto Flamingo and onto the I-15. I'm literally on the highway in, in 80 seconds from the strip. And sometimes they tip 5, sometimes 10, sometimes 20. Every now and then 20, you know. And um, and the guys, they're they're awesome to me. Like, they're like, like, like the guys, like, oh, going to the gym. He, and they can tell, like, oh, you're going to be here. It's like they know, they've gotten the memo. You're going to be here a couple hours. Or you can just be in and out because if I'm not in my gym clothes, they're used to me. I'm just there to fund my account at Caesars, mm-hmm. make a bet, whatever, and then get out. You know, so. Um, but I know twenty is a great tip. You know how I know by the way they react when I give them a twenty, and that's in the VIP area. So I think if you tip twenty in a regular valet, you are just styling. <laughs> but it depends what property. Also, at the Golden Gate downtown, that's my go-to place to park when I'm downtown. 
$20, and they will, like, you come back, and they got, like, newspapers and donuts in your car that they've stocked your car for. At the Golden Gate, $20, they've got a girl in your back seat. With you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas at Circa, it's like, well, $20, I guess we could leave your car if you're just running into yeah. your account. Like, yeah, we, who is this guy, you know? Right? I mean, it's a totally different. Same ownership, but a little bit of different clientele um, between the uh, Circa, which is a five-star type of, well, it's four and a half. Great hotel. Number one sports book in Las Vegas, Circus Sports. Caesars, number two. I'm not getting, I would say I'm not getting paid by anything from these guys, but Caesars is kind of taking care of me. So of all right, they get favorable rounding, but they still deserve it. I just went to bet the Super I made a bet on the Super Bowl. Guess how much they took? I bet on the AFC NFC, and guess what the line was? At Circa? Yes. Oh, guess what the line oh, oh, was? Oh, no, no, at, 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 at Caesars. I bet on my phone, on my app. Oh, you, oh. so what are you asking me? What the line of the game was or what the Both. limit was? Both. Minus okay. one thirty. I did bet the AFC minus one thirty, but I'm gonna it, say the Caesars the, Caesars limited you to two thousand dollars. Well, I actually bet the NFC on this bet. Oh, you're an idiot. Guess what the spread was? Uh plus nine. Incorrect. No, I did not get the, I did not get the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, or San Francisco <laughs> nine and I was plus nine against against Kansas City. Scott, what do you think I bet the NFC at? Plus three and a half. Four. Okay. I'll allow so it. So I've got minus 130, and I got plus four. I don't I'm going to tell though. you right now. I can tell you right now, it's already done. San Francisco's going to lose in the Super Bowl by three to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a done deal. A week ago, two weeks ago, you were like, we have to bet the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. We're idiots if we don't. It's like the movie Disclosure, you know, <laughs> but but the plans were changed by the Malaysian government. You know, that was, things, are, things are different now. Clear change has been a clear, made. Clear, but but they, they took 5000 That's a good number. On a little phone app. So, like, like what, the Westgate, I can't bet. I can't bet. Like the super any, book, anything other than an NFL side, I think. I think they take. They might only take a thousand on an NFL side on the from on the phone. If I go there in person, they'll take ten thousand. So compare and contrast five thousand on on a Super Bowl look ahead line versus a thousand. Maybe they'll take two thousand for me on the phone. That it's possible. But I know like the on the on the like the look ahead lines and stuff when they first put up their lines on Sunday, and I bet it's a thousand dollar limit. So and, and I see all these guys, these Charles Barkleys. I bet. A hundred thousand on this, and they show their ticket like they're a professional gambler. You're, dude, you're not a professional gambler. If you were a professional gambler, they wouldn't take a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> they're only taking bets from that of that size because you're a professional loser. Yeah, you know, I guarantee you, no one I know is getting a hundred thousand dollars betting against these places like the South Point and the Westgate. All right. I have to sort of snitch on Scott here since this mm. is the Saving Seidenberg episode of the Fezzik Focus podcast. Monday, Scott took three of my college basketball plays. He took his best hockey play, and he took your best play, which was – what was his play from? His play was the Arizona over. Okay. So the Monday Night Football game. Mm-mm. Oh, no, the Arizona uh, Wildcats basketball, basketball yeah. yeah. So four college hoops That played. was the one it that was, there was 200 points scored. It was, and an NHL game. It was Fez's three-star, my three-star – your three star and your two two stars. Okay. So Scott, usually when I see you guys have three star plays and I have a three star play, I feel very confident. In those okay, well, it's nice. He took those and he parlayed all five picks. I did. How much did you bet? Fifty bucks. How much did it pay? Twelve hundred. All right. Let's do the math. So <laughs> it paid twenty four to one. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Where'd you play it? Local. 
Good. Okay. So I'm, I'm going somewhere with that. So he's happy about that. He also. I'll had... freeze it. I got. I got to address this real quick. Okay. So a lot of Vegas places have a schedule of parlays where the three teamer, the two teamer pays thirteen to five. This is really important. Mm-hmm. The three teamer pays six to one. The six to one is actually you're laying minus one ten on each leg. A little t- even decimal points less than that. It's mm-hmm. it's perfectly good. But the four teamer only pays eleven to one, and the five teamer only pays, I believe, like some places twenty to one. Okay. So here's the problem. If you start with 100 and, and, and you win all three, you win 600. So you essentially have $700. If you were donezo after three-teamer, you'd have $700 in walking around money. But by betting a four-team parlay, you're going to get back at 11 to 1, $1,200. So you're essentially on the fourth leg of the parlay. You're risking 700 to win 500. You're laying minus 140 according to most books, Vegas odds, not your locals odds. He's giving mm-hmm. you the true, the true odds, which is good, which some books do, but most don't in Vegas. Where I'm getting at is you can never play a four or a five team parlay. If everything's priced at minus minus one ten at Vegas odds, because you get ripped off through the moon on the fourth and fifth legs, unless it's a parlay card where it keeps doubling. So never off the board, play a four or five team parlay. And in fact, if you did feel compelled to play the 14 parlay, and this is asinine, but it's, it's true. If you buy a half point, which I almost never would recommend, in a four-team parlay, it reverts back to the payout of a three-team parlay, that's six to one, that good payout. Mm-hmm. And then they charge you minus 120 on the fourth leg. Mm-hmm. So even though you're playing the fourth leg of your parlay at a better at a better point spread, you're going to get paid out more money than you would if you didn't buy the half point. Is you know, that crazy or what? Yeah. You know, William Hill doesn't let you parlay. When you buy it, when you buy a half point. Oh, I did not know that because they have a nice so, drop-down menu on this. On the so yeah. if stations does, if you go to stations and like you're on your app and mm-hmm. you try to put in, let's say you want to do a, a three-leg NFL parlay and you want to take a three and uh, and move it to three and a half, mm-hmm. you can do that. They'll give you the parlay odds. William Hill, you go to do that and you change one game from three to three and a half. It says it cannot parlay it. Probably what they're getting at is they want. They want you to play the four and five team parlays at minus one ten because it's so disadvantageous. The house has an enormous edge, and they want to put the kibosh. They, 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 you can't. They, you can't give yourself any edge. Yeah. So yeah. They, they say no to the half point. Yes. I've tried. Okay. So now we know about his parlay. So mm-hmm. he hits a five teamer. He also gets a nice twelve hundred dollars score walking around money. As Stewie Younger would he say. He also had a play on the World Cup where he had a three way parlay. The two early favorites, one, heavy favorites. One was heavy England. Favorites. Who was the other one? It was England, and it was uh, what was the, the Dutch? F- the, uh, yeah, that's right. The England, yep. the Netherlands, and the draw in the in U.S. The US game. game. Mm-hmm. But after he won the first two legs of that parlay, he said, "Now this was let's 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 acknowledge this was before." I hit the five teamer. Okay, so this was the first bet of the day. Was the first See, bet of the is, week? And, and this already, is Monday morning. Already, this is problematic. This is the first bet of the regardless week. Regardless of whether the parlay, the five teamer won, regardless of whether McKenzie just decides to go and, and give you some chocolate and vanilla chips, none of this should matter. Okay, none of this should change anything. But continue. Understand, so, understandably, this so, is the first bet of the week. I'm starting the week at uh, zero balance. What's the What's the wager on this, and what's the payout? So the payout is a hundred to win six hundred, or five eighty. 580 something. Okay. Right. So the first two legs hit with ease, no Mm -hmm. problem. So now essentially what Scott has done is freeze it. He's 2 0. He now has, he has bet, he likes the draw, U.S. Wales. He has bet $200 to win $400 on the draw, essentially. A little more than that, right? 
Essentially, that's really what. But I only have a hundred risks. So where's my irrelevant? Two? Okay, irrelevant. Okay, Go ahead. See, I got it. It's almost give like me the explanation. There's, please, there, please there, explain. There, there's an economics term, and I'm sure you study economics in school. I'm sure you had a few econ classes called called. We didn't care about those fixed costs. But, but the bottom line is, it doesn't matter. supply and demand. Exactly. Everything is a supply and demand curve, right? Everything everything that happened in the past that you can't change is irrelevant at this point. Right now, if that game, you you essentially have, how much is your ticket worth like on prop swap or somewhere else? What's worth what the two teams that won? You know, if you hadn't put the third leg on the parlay, it's worth $208.50 or whatever it is. Something like that, yeah. So you've essentially taken $210, all right? Mm -hmm. And now you have chosen... Indirectly to wager two hundred ten dollars on the draw. That's fine. So you bet two hundred ten dollars on the draw. So then, what did you do? I bet the United States to win, and then I bet Wales to win. At what numbers? Plus one fifty on the U.S. Plus two and change on Wales. Okay. And so how you- much of your potential profit did you risk on those? So I risked uh, two fifty on the U.S. and a hundred on Wales. So where I'm going here, so you basically locked in a nice profit. I locked in at a bare minimum. I locked in $170 of profit, bare minimum. I had a chance to win two and change. I had a chance to win three and change. Yes. And now the best result happened for me. I won. I won the most amount of money. Right. Right. But but where where I'm going with this is that you 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 gave back profit because you you were. If at, I just let it ride, it would have been five eighty three. Well, no, no, you're not letting it. But but I'm just saying, freeze it. You've won your first two legs. Yes. You have won that money. That money is in your pocket right mm-hmm. now. Okay. Now you should rebet size, and you should say clearly you're a little bit uncomfortable with how much you had on the draw, because that's why you're you like to draw. You like option. You have three curtains. You picked curtain two, the draw. All right. Mm-hmm. That means you implicitly you think curtain two is the right bet, and now you're going to making bet inside curtain one and curtain three because you want to lock in a nice profit. But here's where I'm going. If your handicap already, and by the way, some of our handicappers do this, and it drives me effing crazy. It's so square. It, I can't stand it. It's like they have said. Uh, I'll get to that. So you've said you like curtain two. You that's the good bet, mm-hmm. and now you're going to bet in curtain one and curtain three. Clearly, those are negative expectation bets. So you're insuring your blackjack, essentially. When you insure a blackjack, it's a negative EV bet unless the count is, is plus three or higher, the true count, because you want to make sure you get a, a sure profit. And you've, you, you didn't insure all of it, but you insured some of it. And to use an example, and this gets done all the time by so-called professionals, and it drives me crazy where they'll play a two-team parlay, all right? And oftentimes, like in baseball— they can play like the Yankees and the Dodgers. They parlay that together. So they clearly like the Yankees. They feel the Yankees have value on the run line or on the money line. And they parlay it to the Dodgers. And they feel that has value. So the Yankees crush the Red Sox. And then the Dodgers are playing the Padres. And it's a night game. And then they'll come in and say, oh, well, now I'll play the Padres back, you know, plus one, plus one and a half or, or, or even on the money line. And I'll lock in a profit and I lose my mind because it's like, wait a minute. My handicapper told me the Dodgers had value when he gave out this play. And now he's betting the other team that they're playing against each other. And he's not you're not locking in a profit. You're locking in a loss because if you're going to play both sides of the stupid game, just don't parlay them together. Just bet the Yankees minus two. But how different is that from you buying like taking a team at three and a half and then playing the other side at two and a half? Exactly, because it's, it's completely different, because what I'm doing is I'm saying the line should be three. All right. I'm taking three and a half and I'm laying two and a half. I'm doing advantage playing when each one of the two bets has positive expectation. 
But what what's happening is it doesn't do you any you – now, if you knew, like, all the money was going to come in on the draw and you're going to get attractive prices on the U.S. or on Wales after the fact because money would come on the draw, then it would make sense. So if you forecasted, like, if you play, like, a three-team parlay and the last leg is, like, minus two and a half – and that line steams to four, mm-hmm. that's a totally different story. You can say, yep, I put it in the parlay because I knew it was going to steam upwards, and now I can go ahead and, and, and lock in a really you know good hedge bet at an inflated price that I expected to happen. An example, like the Eagles. I think if you want to play some parlays with the Eagles minus six and a half, three-teamers, I'm all for it because the Eagles line's probably going to go to seven. You're going to get some, some Dumbo book is going to put plus seven, plus oh five, write a post on Sunday night. Then you can play back, and you got a nice little middle going for yourself, a forecasted middle. So that would be an example. I would have no problem with you putting eagles in on some parlays. You see where I'm going? Where you would you, now? Now you can have a a um, two different spreads, but you're not only protecting your bet, but you've got your middling opportunity where you can win yeah. or push push on on some of it. But to me, this was no different than you know somebody looking for an arbitrage where, okay, I, I take uh, you know I take one prop at plus 140 and the other side at plus 160 or whatever and I guarantee myself a small profit but the difference sides but the like difference that. is you can lose the first leg or the second leg so so the the, well, the parlay the, the third leg of the parlay is always costing you money that takes that us end. to the next tale of Scott <laughs> which was while we while he was celebrating those victories mm-hmm. that same Monday night he said I, here's let's what he, do that. Let's do it again. Here's what he said first. <laughs> He's like, not? I said, man, it's a great day for you. Then he's like, great day. I needed it. I needed a day like this. We now, all need days. And then like he that. said, now I just gotta not fuck it off. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, so I'm gonna do it again. Got another parlay here. Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> and then he, he, Scott said Argentina. He looked at me and said, they can't lose, right? And I looked at Scott and said. I have no idea. I, I don't know if they can't lose or, or like I don't know how uh, how. So, so what was the? So you played it in a parlay, obviously. But what was the, what was the exact odds you got on Argentina? Oh, I don't remember. I, I can look at my phone. You remember the was. winners, not the losers. Yeah. So, right. so let's, let's say I, once I, I woke I, up I and saw that Argen, bet, once I woke up and saw Argentina I, lost. I, I'm, I'm like, going to guess you laid minus seven seventy. All right, on on Argentina and the three way line, so it's minus a half. And I'm not saying necessarily that was even a bad bet. Were you going big favorite, big favorite draw? Was that the plan again? I bet Spain was in there. So I got Argentina at minus eight forty eight. Okay, so see, <laughs> what were the, what were the other legs of the parlay while you've got it there? Uh, plus one, uh, minus three eighty eight on what? France. Okay, and plus two hundred. And that was the draw the on the third game. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was actually the middle game, though. See, so there, oh, was, okay. there was not going to so, be a. Uh, I wasn't. There wasn't going to be a hedge on this. See, oh, okay. so here, here's yeah. my here's my concern. So I preached. I preached completely to you. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. But you won. So it's like it's like, like fuck Fezzik. He's he's talking <laughs> about. Um, it's not my problem is is that when you put these all and by the way you got a good number on France so minus three eighty eight. So I I actually like the France bet. All right, <laughs> not because it won, but because the number clobbered the closing number. Yeah. So, so I love that. 
But the Argentina number was worse than the closing number. Mm-hmm. So, but this happens. You know what? When is you it, play a three-team parlay, you can't shop for the best number. Is that your best, your biggest knock against parlays? That you, you, there's, it's very. I won't say never, but it's very rare you're going to find the best number on all three games at the same book. Exactly right. And there's like people all the time say, "Oh, I, I played based upon the pinnacle odds." Well, f- magically, when I go on to my well, when when my Canadian office goes into pinnacle and they play these parlays, they don't get these low vig odds because when pinnacle priced the parlays they charge you more than they do when you make individual bets so those those numbers aren't even available for parlaying at pinnacle so if you put down it's a parlay at pinnacle based upon the pinnacle odds well show me the ticket because they're letting you make bets i'm not allowed to make nor are any of the canadians or the uh, the europeans or the colombians that i know that try to make that um, but yeah, you want to be able to shop for the very best number on each individual leg. But what's what you were saying is, even if you think the the risk is minimal, there's always a risk that you have to account for the fact that you've won those first two legs of the parlay. Well, it, it, the bet sizing is all screwed up because if you normally, and, and I always talk not, you could just talk about what you wager to keep it simple. If you normally wager three hundred dollars on a play. That's fine to bet Argentina if you like the minus 770 or whatever, the best number you can get. Just risk 300 to win $35. But people don't want to do that. They, 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 want to, they, they want to be big, sexy, and they want to have big scores and the like. But here's the problem. If you like Argentina, you like France, and you like the draw, you should bet the same You really on all three plays. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, really, you should bet such that the swing of the win-loss is the same. So the draw... If 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 two hundred dollars your base size and you bet two hundred plus two plus two hundred dollars plus two hundred, you're either going to win two hundred or lose four hundred. You're either going to win four hundred or lose two hundred. That's a six hundred dollars swing. So if I'm going to bet Argentina, I'm going to bet like five hundred and fifty to win sixty. Six hundred dollars swing, win or loss. So your swing is always so your bet should be the, the same, same as what your swing should be. Your swing that makes sense. Your swing should always be the same. So if you bet a ten to one, if you want, if you're a five fifty to win five hundred, better. Okay, and you bet a ten to one underdog. You should bet a hundred to win a thousand. If you're laying minus one thousand, and like a, a number two seed in NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. you should risk a thousand to win a hundred. Your swing should always be about the same, such that you don't show up like like, oh my god, you know, I just lost four times more than they do on a normal bet. So that's um, and and you should just shop for the best number. There's no problem. I have no problem. I'm not anti big money lines. U.S. Uh, MMA. I'm sure there's six, six, yeah. my 600 fighters. You're like that dude's gonna win. Yeah, he's gonna win. You know, he's gonna win 90 percent of the time. Fine, I'm, I'm a okay. Bet six thousand to win a thousand. It's, it's okay. Mayweather, Conor McGregor, minus three fifty. One of the greatest bets you could ever make. You know, oh, uh, minus three fifty without question. Wins ninety six percent of the time. Wins one hundred percent of the time. Right. Or, or anytime Jake Paul fights, you barring don't have a to, banana peel you, flying you in the ring, you don't have to slipping be a, on it, and you breaking know, his head open. You don't you know have to fixed. be a square ball sharp and say I parlayed Mayweather to like six baseball games. You yeah. Know? No, there's no parlaying. <laughs> you don't have to parlay. You shop for the very best number on Mayweather, and you just take. You know, you just go down the bank and you take out and your you ten thousand. Yeah. You put it in, and you have like scary. You have four the scariest two rounds of your life, and then sit back and smoke a cigar. I don't remember ever being scared. Head to Pizza Rock, and I was scared after the, the second round. I actually, I came out here. This is when I lived in Houston. I came out here for that Mayweather McGregor fight, mm. and uh, I had to leave Friday afternoon mm. before the fight because Hurricane Harvey had hit Houston. And I wasn't going to be able to leave Saturday. Now, this is an AJ tale. I yeah. Like this. So I had to give up my seat at McGregor Mayweather 
to come home mm. and make sure that, you know, my house wasn't underwater. I got a wife and two little kids at the time right. and they were, you know, they were all scared. Uh, but I, I ended up not staying and watching the McGregor Mayweather fight, which I was at, I was out here for a week leading up to it. And I had to go back because of Hurricane Harvey. I didn't. So come. I watched it on pay-per-view, more worried about <laughs> the water getting up to the house mm-hmm. than I was worried about losing that bet. Yeah. <laughs> I went to I went to the press conference at the Staples Center in L.A., and it was one of the craziest events uh, I've ever been to, that Mayweather-McGregor press conference. Yeah. And yeah. That's where, uh, you know, McGregor looked at him and he was like, this guy's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I he watched. Was not this. Look at his clothes. I watched Look at this. His Ted, Teddy covers. Um, uh, Teddy Stavransky had a little has a little party every summer, and he, and he had his summer party. This was before COVID, when that fight was going on, and I still remember there. You you could you could hear a pin drop after the second round because everyone there had. They bet. were all scared. They had all bet on the favorite, and we're like, "What is going on?" And by I was the way, never nervous. And by the way, almost all of us, like, like we, you know, it, 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 and I have this argument. People are like, "No, you're wrong, Fez. You know, you're wrong." And it's all I can do not to start screaming. Like, I know people that like million dollar bankrolls. They don't play that way. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with the big money, but with playing the big you know, parlays, I mean, the big money lines. And I get it if you got the if you have the very best number. Like, like if Argentina is minus 500 and France is minus 375 at the same book, it's fine to parlay them together. You know, if you say, I just don't want to throw out all the money, but recognize you're going to bet more on France than you're betting on Argentina because you only and or you're betting nothing on France. And wouldn't it suck to have nothing on France if Argentina lost when you like France also? It's it's all, it, all the bet sizing is fucked, as you say. Fucked. fucked. You don't bet zero or bet 20 percent or 10 percent more on the second leg. Proper Irish. Let me take you back to like 2010, and this is another big, big MMA favorite. Randy Couture fought James Tony, the boxer. Mm-hmm. I liked and Couture in that. I loved Couture in that. The problem was he was minus 500, mm-hmm. and I said, "You know what I'm going to do?" I, I at the time this was 2010. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't making a bunch of money, but I was like, "You know what I'm going to do?" I'm going to put everything in my five dimes account on Randy Couture. It was like $850. I like and, it. And like 42 cents. I put every penny that I had in that account. always reload. Yeah. On Randy Couture. And of course, Randy Couture. I, and I thought about it. I was like, should Let's I put... Let's face it. If you won, you weren't seeing that money anyway. Should I, I actually did. I was one of the few that got out before uh, before the crisis. You got your check from the bank, Republic Bank of China? Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> but I, I remember thinking, maybe I should put Randy Couture by finish. And then I was like, no, because who knows what's going to happen. All I know is there's zero chance that James Tony can beat Randy Couture in an MMA fight. I'm just going to say he wins. I'll eat the four, minus 500. And he won easily. And of course he won easily. Yes. Yeah, it was a terrible fight. You could have laid the juice two weeks ago on Adesanya, and you would have lost. I didn't, though. I went the other way, and I won. Ooh. That's how well, it's we, done. We, we both, you and yeah. I, had the We went finish. the other way. We went the finish. We won. Not, we didn't take the dog. You might have taken the dog. No. I just took the knockout, the finish. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not all favorites are built the same, though. You can't just make a living off betting minus 1,000 favorites. All right, I'm going to put Scott on the spot. I'm going to ask him a, a blackjack question. So you have a pair of twos and the dealer has a two. What do you do? Split them. AJ, what do you do? I split them. See, I'm just, like, sending people to the casinos. What? what uh, tell me the right thing. They, you, you need to ask me a question. Oh, what's oh. the count? Come on, I mean, yeah. Well, no. In this, sure. No. 
No. Okay. No. You guys ask me two questions. Can you double on splits? There you go. Because if you can, then you just you split it every time. I'm assuming that you double on splits. If you yeah yes, that, and that's the answer. If you can double after split, it's a, it's a no brainer split. If you can't double after split, it's just a hit. Now, but, it, and but ex- you but, know why you don't have to ask that question because you've taught me you never play at a place that won't let I you would, double after split. True. There's places I play all the time that don't have. Like I wouldn't play. That. I wouldn't play that. I ask when I, I won't play that either. The only like, first thing they, I ask is they, I make you sure you can't three double on or you can't. If you split aces, there's that's it. Uh, 98% aces, places, you just get it. one hit. You get yeah. one card. You get one card. Yeah. But 98%. It's, every now and then you run into a spot. That, but if you can't double after, a, a, I mean, that's crazy. No, nah, it's only it's only a minus 0.2%. All right, games that against, will And, and like there, there's plenty of good double deck games. Penetration is more important. There's plenty of good okay. double deck games. I had Ellis Island. I can't double after split. Games I will never okay. play. I will never play uh, six to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's a minus 1.4. I'll never play six to five. I will never play no doubles after splits. And I will never play face down. Uh, I'd rather play face up. But I, face down's okay. I, I prefer I face down. N- no. It slows why? the game down too, too no, much. I, I don't know. I just like I like being able to touch my cards. I don't, I, want, I don't want people touching the cards. I don't want I don't people. Want, and I, I got to stay good with the count. I don't want. I, don't I mean, everybody flips down. their cards over. Yeah, but some people do it quickly and then they just. Some I'm people, with Scott. Some people it's take, easier, some people when, take their it's cards. It's easier when everything so, is. Somebody, somebody busts and they go like this. They, you know, everyone's sitting there. They do the. The sliding sometimes of the cards, the dealer, and then they just throw it. So, and the sometimes dealer the like dealer, that. when the dealer is a blackjack, scoops up the card, all the cards that won't even show you. It has happened. But the dealer also the dealer scoops blackjacks. up. Like the, that's the other thing. No, the but dealer I like scoops it. Some up. guys just, when they, when they bust, they just throw their cards yeah. into the dealer, and you don't know what they had. It's they happened. They just toss their cards into the or, dealer, or and I'm so like, quick. hey, hey, what, what, can, what'd you have? I've, see, <laughs> I've, I play face down all the time. I never see anybody throw their cards in face down. It usually only happens when the dealer is a blackjack, that they scoop up the cards so fast. You okay, now that that's probably You've never seen somebody bust? On a hit and then just and throw, just throw their, cards, their cards, but never in. face down. Yeah. Mm. No, I would be pissed I've if that happened. I've, I've, I've seen that, but 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 the key here is, and, and like this is a tricky end because I can't give you like I can tell you if I have a nine and the dealer is a seven, I double if the true counts plus three. But honestly, like I know, like if I have twos, I split against a two, and if I'm allowed double after split, otherwise I hit it. But if I take it to the next step, okay, I got a pair of twos and they allow double after split. And now the true counts minus four. I don't know. I, I it, it's I don't recall because I'm not a world class blackjack player. I don't know what the right number is there. I have to just guess. If the count was really negative, I would not split the twos, even if I'm allowed to double after split. Isn't sometimes split like if the if the count's really negative and you're splitting a card like twos, can't that be more advantageous to you? Because never. Okay. Never. Because, because, 12, the, because uh, the best. Tw- uh, no, you'll get. You might get a five, and then your next card's a ten. Now you're stuck with fifteen. Yeah. yeah. The, the the point is is I can never once I get once I get to fourteen once I get to fifteen against a two, I gotta the the if we both bust, I lose. You know, that's that's right. that, that's a killer rule. That is just a killer rule and nothing can overcome that. All How right. many times do you stay on sixteen? If it's sixteen against a ten, half the time, because if the count's positive, I stay. I try to surrender, of mm-hmm. course. If I can't surrender, I stay. Okay. Um if um they always look at you. They always when no, you, they don't. Well, no. I've, I've had that experience well, when I go stay, and they go stay. Well, it's because it's because and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's because stay. you're you're right. They do because because the the chart says it's like within decimal points you can do either one, but the chart says always hitting that, that you're always yeah. supposed to hit sixteen. Although the single deck chart actually says a three card sixteen, you're you're, you're supposed to stay makes sense because the count's going to be positive because you got three you got to have three small cards to get to sixteen. I've always told people or two small ones. If you if you play and you, if let's say you're not counting, let's say you're just trying to play by the book blackjack Mm -hmm. i've always told people either always stay on 16 or always hit on 16 because it is a coin flip and otherwise you're kind of like chasing which side it's going to fall on so if you if you don't have a count 
Well, it's a good I, rule because it doesn't it pisses off all the players, other players at the table. But it does, it's memoryless. It doesn't matter for yeah. you on, on your own. But but like I said, if it's a single or double deck, if it's a two card sixteen, you should hit it. If it's a three card sixteen, you should stand obviously because then you're even if you're not counting, the three card sixteen gives you a positive count, so you stay. All right, we have officially saved Seidenberg, Fezzik. <laughs> Before we get out of here, we've got to get a best bet from you. Let's do it. So season win, best bet. Let's go your Houston Texans. This was a, is available at Caesars. We can go under three wins. It's crazy. There's Bold three wins. prediction. Um, AJ predicted this Texans will win one game. It's not bold. I'm copying. AJ's correct. The Texans are going to win two games this year, under three you're either going to push or you're more than likely going to win. Yeah. That is indeed the best bet. All right. There you have it, friends. And one more thing before we get out of here, give you guys a little promo code for pregame.com. If you want to jump in this weekend, you want a best bet over the uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, you want a weekender, an extended weekender package, use the promo code GOBBLE, G-O-B-B-L-E, $25 off any best bet package or weekender package. Just like that. So a free best bet from Fez this weekend, if that's what you want to do. Or if you say, hey, I'd like to get Fez rest of season. Well, you can do that as well. Use the promo code GOBBLEGOBBLE, $40 off any seven-day or longer subscription. So if you're looking for a, a week-long package, 30 days, or end of or rest of season package, that's the way to do it. Gobble Gobble will save you $40 there at pregame.com. Just like planes, trains, and automobiles when when um, um, Steve Martin tries to return his rental car. Remember the gal who's, who's out there? Oh, and she's talking to her friend. Have a great Thanksgiving. Gobble Gobble. Exactly <laughs> like that. On that note, enjoy the holiday, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah.